Let's go. All right. The four stories. Jordan Schrant talks about teaching from the four stories a lot. What is that? It's how she taught her classes for a long time. And she didn't really realize that she had that pattern because it's just sort of a natural way of talking. And I think a lot of us actually do follow this pattern or versions of this pattern, maybe um, unconsciously. So knowing it consciously actually makes it really easy not only to know how you're going to talk through your class, but also to teach other people how to talk through their class. Because you can say, well, I just get up there and I pour my heart out. But somebody's like, what if I'm not like that? And I don't know what I'm going to say or how I want to say it. So this is how we pour our heart out. <laughs> so you're going to tell four stories when you do any class with um, your Young Living products or your young living people. The first story is my story. Me, the person standing in front of the classroom, my story. The next story is our generation story. The third story is young living story. And the fourth and final story is your story, the person who's sitting in the class. So I'm going to tell you guys what each of those four stories are, give you a couple bit little bits of examples and ask you a few questions to try and tease some of what you would say out of you when you tell that story. So make sure you have your notebook ready so you can um, write as the inspiration flows through you on the spot. Of course, this is recorded so you can replay it later or send it to people later, but at least for now you can get those immediate ideas. So my story. First off, it's important to know your passion and your enthusiasm is what people are going to remember from this class more so than the facts and figures you throw at them. So let your passion come through and let your honesty shine and don't feel like you have to read a script that somebody else wrote that feels canned to you. If somebody sends you a script and says, this is how I taught my class and it worked great and you read it and you feel like that sleazy salesperson because it doesn't feel like you, then be adaptable. Think for yourself and change what you're doing and be willing to make it you. So my story is, why do I use Young Living? How did I get started? This is actually where I introduced the premium starter kit in the class. Hey, I love Young Living and I started with the premium starter kit, $165. It's how literally everybody begins with Young Living. It's the best bundle. $410 value. So yeah, I've bought more since because <laughs> it's just a lot of good oils and diffuser. Free, I always say a free diffuser. Um, you would be surprised how many people hang up on the starter kit because it comes with a diffuser and they say, well, I already have a diffuser that I bought on Amazon. So I actually always say you are buying a kit of oils and bonus, it comes with a free diffuser. So Weirdly, that way of thinking about it has eliminated that excuse completely. And then I've even had people say, well, that's great that it comes with a free one. The same person who just said, I already have one. I don't think I need one. Then they say, because I already have one, but now I could put one in my daughter's bedroom. And you're like, that's how I like you to be thinking. So it's a kit of oils that comes with a free diffuser. Because if you guys do the math, you're not paying for the diffuser or half the stuff in your box. <laughs> You're getting half of it for free. Actually, you're getting, I think it's 65% off. Okay, this is where I tell my favorite product, usually related to the class. If I'm doing a Lucy Libido class, I talk about Progestance Plus and Shootron or um, 
a thyromin or cortisol things related to my hormones. If I'm doing a laundry room class, this is where I might talk about thieves and the ways that thieves has changed my life. If I'm doing a starter kit class, I'll talk about literally anything out of Young Living, not necessarily starter kit stuff, but I just want them to see the lifestyle. And then this is um, testimonies that I can tell you, um, things that I have seen, things that maybe I'll tell them about Dr. Pat's eyes, or I'll tell them about um, Becky with Super B, or you know, things that people that I've known have told me. So this is where um, I share some of those testimonies. Why I'm here, <laughs> why am I teaching this class? And this is a great way, a great time for your genuine heart and passion to shine through. And this is where it is helpful knowing why you're doing this. And I always tell, like when I dug into the story brand, um, and if you guys haven't done story brand, it makes it so easy to do all of this. But when I dug into story brand, which is an easy, easy workshop I can teach you guys, then I determined one of the driving forces for me doing this is that I feel that it is unfair that moms and families in this day and age are being assaulted and bombarded with um, so many toxins that are then later being pulled off the market. And I feel like it's not fair that you have to basically have a chemistry degree to buy a bottle of shampoo. I don't think that's okay. And I want to make it easy for moms to do, you know, make right choices for the family. So this is where um, um, you really want to establish uh, why you're here for these people and a lot of your passion. Just let it bleed through here. The next story is our generation story. This one is really hard for me to curtail and keep short, but you do have to keep it short because if you go too long, everybody gets annoyed. But um, you don't have to say much for people to get the picture. And often you just say things and people say, yep, I agree with you. So um, this is where we talk about what we're seeing in our current generation, allergies, disorders, dysfunctions, things that weren't there before, things that didn't even exist a few years ago, things that weren't even commonplace around the time I was born. Um, we talk about um, like the low tox living is so rare and so uncommon. And I, this is a phrase that I came up in my head. I came up with in my head and I have said it every class since it came into my head. I said, unless you are living radically different from virtually every single person, you know, in America today, you are just checking the days off your calendar until you get your first cancer or chronic disease diagnosis. And that is a tragedy. That is the status quo of our country today. And I absolutely refuse that for myself, my husband, my children, my family, my extended family. I don't agree with that being okay. And I choose to fight back and I choose to just tell every single person that I can, because I don't want to just <laughs> save myself, <laughs> save yourselves. <laughs> uh, we were getting on the elevator at Diamondbound and just as me and Hannah and a couple other girls came up to the elevator, the doors were closing. And at first somebody tried to stop the door. Pat, were you on the, I can't remember who was on the elevator. The doors were closing. And I think it was Becky shouts from the elevator. Save yourselves. At the same time as Hannah shouts, save yourselves. And so there's like 30 other people on the elevator like this as the doors close. Save yourselves. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh, it was a riot. And we were just hysterical in the hallway. 
first terrible weekend, let's be real. So people weren't always suffering from <laughs> allergies to everything, asthma in every family. Hospitals are going up everywhere. Literally, hospitals and urgent care clinics are going up in like every plaza. You don't even have to drive to get to urgent care anymore. They're pretty much around every corner. I don't know how it is for you guys on the East Coast. I do remember seeing a lot of urgent cares and things even when I left. But here, they're freaking everywhere. Um, there's, we can talk about products that are banned. Young Living has banned 2,500 ingredients from our cosmetics line. Europe has banned over 1,400. The U.S. has banned 11. Does that tell you how much they care about their citizens when it comes to the safety of our products that they've only banned 11 things in the interest of making money? Cancer is the number one disease killer in children. How is that even possible? And how did those words even just come out of my mouth? Guys, we have to fight back. Next month, I believe, is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Somebody has to tell me if that's true, November. This is not okay, you guys. And somebody was asking me about, um, there was a stain on my stove, and she said, well, I actually know what chemical that can take it off. And I don't know how this just came tumbling out of my face, but I was like, I would rather have a stand on a stand on my stove than hold my child's hand in the hospital. And it sounds freaking dramatic, but you guys, the thing is like, I don't, everybody's like, I really don't know if I want to switch over to that deodorant because it might I might smell bad or I might sweat or I don't know if I want to do that shampoo because I might make my hair not the same. I don't give a fine diddly do about that stuff. I care about the health of my family above everything else. Yes, it's fantastic that we've pretty much been able to find things we can make naturally that keep our lives more or less the same slash better in terms of like products and convenience. But at the end of the day, I would go through a lot more inconvenience and a lot more expense and a lot more hassle if I had to. Essential Rewards has made it so easy to not have to deal with that, but I would deal with it if I had to because I care about the health of our family and I've been woke <laughs> to what is going on, okay? Um, <clears throat> this is where you can put out some facts and figures if you want to. Um, and this is, I usually end the part about our generation story with, listen, we, most people just assume that it's just the luck of the draw, but we have the power to control, at least statistically, some of our outcomes, okay? We have the ability to control some of this. And the narrative, the common narrative is that we don't, but be watchful of that because that narrative is actually what keeps people from taking action. We don't want to fall prey to that false story because then we just become constant customers um, and patience of a system that is persistently broken and is not going to get any better. I'm sorry, it just never is. Then we walk into the Young Living story. I love to say Young Living has been the premier wellness company for over 25 years, pretty much from when 
wellness companies needed to start emerging, although they weren't. But um, the 70s, 80s, 90s is when we had begun to undergo the last couple decades of chemicals going into our families, and it was time for things to change. And if you notice, the late 80s is where that big shift happened. You'll see um, pretty much at like 1985, there's a line you can draw in our history here in the United States where you see the diseases and disorders go up for a variety of reasons, which we won't get into today. But Young Living has been the premier wellness company since before it was cool to be green, since before it was a thing, since before it was a moneymaker, since before you had, there was no greenwashing back then because there was no money to be made off of it. Young Living was just doing the right thing from the very inception of the company because it was the right thing to do. And people laughed at them and people thought that they were ridiculous and crazy and they were hippies for using plants and for filtering water before watering their plants and for hand weeding fields and for taking such extreme measures. But now those are all the things that we appreciate and love about this company. Young Living is the only company, 100% the only company that I can wholesale buy anything from and not have to question it. I have dug into many of the ingredients and this is where I sometimes tell some of my investigation into Young Living. Um, I don't always put that in with my story, although sometimes I mix a little bit of it in and then I mix, like I just say, I chose Young Living when I originally say why I got started with the Premium Starter Kit and I chose Young Living because I really researched heavily with a very suspicious eye into what company I was going to buy from. And that was why I chose Young Living. And this is where I give a little bit more detail on that. I, you can say this if you um, have visited the farms or you can say, you know, my enroller or my friend or my cousin or whoever, um, I have gone to Young Living Farms, multiple of them. I have watched them distill. I've been in their fields. I've seen their laboratory. I've walked through their warehouse. I've toured their customer service and talked to the people who answer the phones when you call in with questions. I have participated in, um, you know, everything I can because I really wanted to learn about Young Living. I've met personally with the founder, Gary Young, and with his wife, Mary Young, with the president of the company, Jared Turner. I really dug into the company and really was kind of suspicious for a long time. Um, but it totally satisfied every question that I had. And the digger, the bigger, the more I deep, di the deeper I dig, <laughs> the less I can talk. <laughs> um, Liana's still blaming you. The deeper I dig, the more I like what I find. <laughs> and that is just the truth. You will see products on the market today. And we initially were woke to seeing it in the food industry, but it's happened in a lot of other things because as mom bloggers posted things on the internet, said, hey, there's hormones or there's um, bad stuff in these foods or there's um, BPA in plastics is dangerous, then because moms were beginning to push back, about, not because of government regulation, I want you to note this, none of these changes happened because the government said these products are harming our people. All of these changes happened because people from the bottom up pushed at the government and said, we are tired of dying from these products. Asbestos in houses, the government did not say, you know what, we see people dying of mesothelioma and we're going to take asbestos out of building materials. No, the EPA had to, had to, be, had to be pushing 
over and over again. And there's a rule in the United States, our justice system, you've heard innocent until proven guilty. We consider some, you know, we don't imprison somebody until we find out whether or not they're guilty. We let them walk free until we determine if they're guilty. That is the same law we have for chemicals and products. So a product is considered innocent until proven guilty. And you don't just have to prove that people are dying. You have to prove that a lot of people are dying. Why do you think Johnson and Johnson just pulled their baby powder off the market in 2019 when they've been paying out for years for deaths from the baby powder? Okay. So then you see this thing called greenwashing and it started with food where they would put natural on the label for chicken or a picture of a farm on a label of chicken that came from a factory and the chicken had literally never seen daylight in its entire life. And yet the picture on the front is like three chickens pecking in a field. <laughs> like, yeah, right. So <laughs> this greenwashing started with food. And then as moms became awoke to what was in products, they started doing things like writing um, sulfate free or BPA free packaging or no fragrances, different things that can actually distract you or organic <laughs> from what's in the bottle. Whereas if you sometimes flip those bottles over and look, there's things on there that you don't want to know about. There can also be things that don't make it to the label. Did you guys know if there's less than 2.5% of something in um, a, a product they don't need to put on the label? It goes through your food too. <laughs> and so the question popped up in, I think, was it Diamond Droppers? Um, somebody asked why there's sodium benzoate in the Ningxia Red. So I commented back and I said, listen, sodium benzoate is by law in the United States required to be in certain types of aseptic packaging. So that's why it's in the Ningxia single serve packets. Sodium benzoate is not good. Why, how could we possibly have sodium benzoate in Ningxia Red? Well, Young Living super genius decided to circumnavigate that problem and they found a way to extract sodium benzoate from fruit. So they're using natural, not synthetic sodium benzoate. Is it more expensive? Heck yeah, it's more expensive because you have to have fruit that was seed to seal grown. So far beyond organic standards, fruit, and then you're extracting sodium benzoate from it when you could just order it for super cheap from a chemical laboratory. But that's not the Young Living way and that's not seed to seal. So the more you dig with Young Living, the more you like what you find. Now, the sodium benzoate in our Ningxia Red is I believe less than 0.007%, so it's not even very much does not need to be on the label because they need over 2.5% to label it. But Young Living doesn't hide anything from you. Every single thing goes on the label. But if you buy a different organic fruit drink or a different drink, aseptic packaging drink, you might flip it over and say, oh, well, this doesn't have sodium benzoate in it. No, it doesn't have sodium benzoate on the label because <laughs> it doesn't have to be on the label. And somebody might see that and it would trigger them to say, why is there sodium benzoate in here? And they might not buy the drink, but Young Living will always be honest with you and they will always follow seed to seal standards, which are the most stringent in the world. So this where you talk about Young Living stories where you can say those things that have developed your confidence in Young Living as a company and it's where you will talk about the topic of your class. So your Lucy Libido product or your pumpkin spice diffuser bomb and why in the world would you do pumpkin spice diffuser bomb over a candle and not even... Well, then you matter that it's actually like 10 times cheaper to use the diffuser bomb than the candle, but talking about the health factors for that, talking about why, um, why there are so many health and wellness companies out there now, which aren't even all like 
organic. Like, what is the point? I'm sorry. But there's so many health and wellness companies out there now copying Young Living, rampantly copying Young Living. Even, even MLMs that sell freaking jewelry are trying to sell essential oils now. And they're not really essential oils, <laughs> which sucks. But everybody wants to get in on it because they can see that it's what's uh, having a lot of impact on people. Then the final, the fourth and final story that you're going to tell is your story, the person in the audience listening. This is where we talk about Young Living becoming an integral part of your life. You're going to create a wish list. You know, this might be a one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to create a wish list. Take this product guide that you guys all have in your hand and tab the things that are interesting to you or circle the things that look intriguing to you. Make that wish list. This is where you want to talk about essential rewards. I hopped on essential rewards the month after I bought my starter kit because it wasn't an option to get it with the starter kit at that time, but it is now. Y'all are so stinking lucky. So I hopped on essential rewards right away because it made it such a incredible way for my family to consistently start changing our lives. Nothing happens with a true long-term benefit without consistency and small changes over a long period of time have a better effect than one giant sweeping change that only lasts for a month. So you want to start thinking long-term, what can I chip away at? What can I bit by bit clean out, change out, throw out um, in my home? And then this is where you can say the formal part of this lesson is over or the formal part of this workshop is over. Let's sit and chat. Let's connect. Let's talk. And you can sit down and help people sign up with their starter kit or you can help them get on essential rewards. You can help them make their list or whatever it was. And the shorter your class, people come really to the reason people come to your class is really for human connection. And so my goal is always to keep the actual education portion of a class under 45 minutes. Does that always happen? Not always, but I'm, I think there's only been one class in recent times that I can think of a mom that was that slope class where Adelaide was like screaming for half the time. And then my mom just had to take her outside and like walk her around forever. But um, <laughs> it, it was, it was a rough go, but you know what? <laughs> those people have all been coming back to classes. So it worked out. So, um, but I try to keep the actual class portion under 45 minutes because the reason people are here is really to connect and more so than you just saying from the front of the room, um, what to do you sitting down eyeball to eyeball with somebody and hearing them and helping them do what specifically they need to do is going to have the most impact on them. So helping people get on essential rewards or reactivate or get their starter kit or whatever you need to do at that time or, you know, whatever it is that the class topic is. That is the four stories. So I wanted to ask you guys, does anybody have um, any thoughts about what you would want to say in the, let me check what time it is, um, what you would want to say, we have just five minutes left, but what would you want to say in my story portion where you're talking about why I got started, how I got started, um, what I use, testimonies. Anybody? <laughs> what would you want to say? Well, I just say that um, I didn't know anything about anything when I started <laughs> because the generation I was raised in, we weren't told there were any kind of options. You know, we just got our food out of the box. And if you didn't have parents or grandparents that had a garden, you just didn't know anything. Yeah. So great point. 
and that's adapting, you know, the narrative to you specifically in your audience. That's really interesting. I never thought of it like that. That's great, Leslie, a good insight. You know, I saw mom do that at a class and it was interesting because everybody, it was a class of like people she graduated high school with and everybody sitting there was like, oh yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> everybody was saying that. So and then you can tell people like for me, yeah, if you were in a hospital waiting room, everybody was smoking hmm. or on an airplane or it doesn't matter where you were there, you know, you were in a cloud of smoke. You could go in the restaurant and sit in the non-smoking half of the room but nobody told the smoke it still came over there so you know i remember ihop being 50 half half smoking and half non-smoking yeah and you walk in and they say do you want smoking or non-smoking and you <laughs> walk in with your five kids <laughs> well i remember they would have point. to walk i love that through smoking they'd have to walk you through smoking to get to the yes. non I, I was like, what? what? You know, I'm having to hold my breath the whole time because I've got my inhaler in one hand and <laughs> in the other. That is how it was. I remember, Mom, when you walk in IHOP, that bar area, right where you walked in in that one in Linwood, was all yep. smoking. Then you had to walk through that. You're right, Becky. Um, what is something you would uh, want to say in our generation's story? The, the, the hole, this is where you're selling the hole that we have now and largely getting people on board agreeing with you that that's what they've observed well i was thinking you know it started being like apples cause cancer this causes cancer that's causes cancer and i was at first i was going oh come on like everything causes cancer and then i went wait everything does because they're putting because it's not really an apple anymore right it's not really that thing it's what they're doing to it and they're doing things to everything that's a great point. Oh yeah, everything causes cancer. Well, yeah. Oops, you figured well, out. It's true. Um, when we were in California, like you'd be walking, and even a fence would have the California sign saying, you know, oh, something about this fence can cause cancer. A fence that you're walking <laughs> by. So my husband's always like, well, everything can kill you. Everything does everything. I'm like, yeah. Well, everything's got so much stuff in it. I just awarded. Uh, an S word. <laughs> <laughs> you still use an S word. <laughs> just lay the other S word without like too much of a spear out of the way. You caught yourself. Wow. Personal development. <laughs> um, what is something that you would want to say about the Young Living story? One of the things that I think is one of the best things that I recently heard was it cost $12,000 to hand weed yeah. a Young Living acre and $16 to spray it with Roundup or something. That yeah. was really shocking to me, but also so part of the story of what I've seen in all of the fields and to know that you know, when you say, Leslie, that an apple isn't an apple anymore, those are real plants that have real messages that they can bring to us. And the apples that are coming up from all of these GMO things are not bringing us an apple message at all. 
they're bringing us a pesticide message that interrupts our hormones and that in itself is a big uh, revelation to me the cost and why young living may be a little more expensive than other oils but also so much better the seed to seal was my huge buying that's the reason that i bought young living over any other company there isn't another one that has this kind of commitment And I want the message of the true plant. I don't want the GMO message to interrupt my cellular function. So that would be my big thing that I've learned recently. I didn't know how much it cost until Jared brought that up. I love that, the message of the true plant. I thought that that um, weeding per acre thing was really revealing also. But I also like that they, yeah, they're the only ones that like own their own companies and, you know, or own their own farms or whatever. And everybody makes a big deal about, well, you don't have to own a farm, you know, um, wild crafting and this. Well, what can you prove to me that you are actually getting that plant and not completely taking all of it from that area? Can you prove to me that it's not a foot away from a highway getting sprayed on anyways. Can you prove to me that you're not actually making that in a lab somewhere? I, you have to have me proof so I can see that this plant is actually coming from a good place without crap being, oh, there we go, I lost one, uh, <laughs> without stuff being all sprayed all over it, without, you know, not keeping the sustainability for it, without you know i don't want it to be in a lab disconnected from our earth getting the energies from our earth and stuff being given to us as well young living can prove that and you can go see it and you can be a part of it where other companies you can't there's no other company you can do that with and if you go back into Genesis, mom's pointed out before, and I think it was in the healing oils of the Bible or something where he said that the leaves of the trees are given for the healing of the nations. But then you scroll forward a few chapters and they said, you know what, let's build a tower higher than God. And they decided, you know, let's make it in a lab. <laughs> Let's send our own message, you know, let's do things our way, uh, which is kind of funny to think about, you know, people, we think that we're so much smarter than nature and we can create it better in a lot. Well, the whole, the whole sustainability thing, I mean, the fact that he would turn himself in for the rosewood and then he would literally, you know, his biggest seller is valor and people are screaming every day for valor and he's trying to find the right formulation and the right thing for that i mean he didn't sleep he this is you know i mean you you talk about you listen to the how um, you know why zing came out that year (laughs) yeah You you listen to the cds you can go on youtube and listen to him constantly talking non-compliantly and it's like And he's, but the thing is, it's not about, oh, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And it's about me. He's making this for individual people that have these individual problems that guess what? We all have, and this is what this is made for. And I find that incredible 
because it wasn't about him. It wasn't yeah. about his, his fame. This was actually a legacy thing that he was not only leaving for us, but to carry on into future generations and possibly show the world exactly how it can be done. And like Sabrina said with the wildcrafting, we've got companies that go out there and rip stuff out of the ground. They don't do anything for anyone but themselves. And he's not about that. You know, another thing, another thing is like, I've had a chance to have lots of interactions in different ways with the Young Living Company. Their, you know, customer service, the packaging, going to the farm, how they take care of you at Silver Retreat. I mean, just, you know, a real variety of things. And not only that, with the products themselves, yeah. that work, the products work, you know? <laughs> So what a concept. One thing that I wanted to say that he talked about in the wildcrafting of the Hillocrysum farm, one reason that he built the farms was so he could have a continuous supply of plants. And the, and the Hillocrysum was getting ripped out of the fields wow. and ripped off of the mountains by wildcrafters who didn't leave any seed behind for it to reseed itself. So this is why Croatia allows only Young Living to produce the helichrysum wow. in the entire country. Wow. Uh, Young Living is the only farm available to sell helichrysum because the wildcrafting had destroyed all of the helichrysum in, in uh, Croatia. So that is another reason for cultivation and for the farms. Yeah. It isn't just because you don't know the different frequencies of the wildcrafting, which you don't. You could test one plant one place and one plant the other place and it wouldn't have the proper soil. So what I loved about that story with Young Living is that they wanted a standardization of the frequency of the helichrysum and found a place that they could actually grow it in uh, Croatia and got the government to um, give them the opportunity to, to grow it there and to export, which is really huge. And imagine the type of commitment that he had to the purity of the plant to do that. There, that's just amazing because another thing that Young Living has done, which you indicated there, Dr. Pat, is to reestablish trust with countries. We're the only company allowed to extract sacred frankincense out of Oman. We're the only company that's allowed to take the specific Ningxia wolfberries out of that province in China. The only company that's allowed to take helichrysum out. And this isn't because you want to learn about micro work. You watch Gary Young spend 15 years developing trust with the government until he can put a farm there. <laughs> That's micro work. Let's follow up. <laughs> that makes it sound pathetic when you're like, I've been talking to this person for a year and they still haven't bought a kit. Well, get over it. Takes time sometimes. <laughs> you tell me when they've been shooting at your caravan. <laughs> Imagine also going into the Arctic Circle and sourcing the black spruce. I mean, that in itself was 
one up. I mean, I think that's what killed him personally. Yeah. I think that was the last straw for him. It was just like, oh, and then, oh, not to mention, he's going to mush that dog yeah. through. Well, it's kind know. of, I kind of think of that black spruce farm as his magnum opus. It was everything that Gary believed in. And he did tell Mary after that, that he had achieved everything that he um, believed he was supposed to. And there you go. A couple months later, he was gone. Bye. Yeah. He knew what his mission was. It's very interesting. So when you tell, um, after you tell my story, tell our generation's story, you tell the Young Living story, then you tell your story, and then you end and you say, this is the end of the formal. Never say, does anybody have any questions? Because people don't know what their questions are. (laughs) Um, Pat, you probably even have when people come in, they might not even know, like in a chiropractic sense, what questions to ask. You might say, my back hurts, you know, but they might not really know what questions. I always say, wait until the end and I'll get to your questions. I like that. You can say, okay, we're closed now, just exactly yes. how you closed it, you know, um, and the workshop is over. And if you'd like to stay and chat after, you don't want to get caught answering weird questions that take forever yes. and take you off of your topic. So yes. hold that question to the end and you'll get to the question privately. That's right? a great point. And if it and happens to be something that you want the whole group to know about. You can just go, oh, Sue has a great question over here. Anybody that is interested in this answer, then you can pull them over. But I've learned in public speaking for the last 45 years, you just don't entertain questions during your talk ever, you know? And there'll be people like, you know, in the front row and you'll go, oh, you know, I'll." I'm going to answer questions at the end and it'll just like deflate their hand. But honestly, but it does respect rem- the time of everybody who's there because yes. I have had classes where so many people ask questions that somebody had to leave early. Whereas if I had held all those, it's a great point. Um, Dr. Pat. So thank you for saying that. If I'd held all the questions till the end, everybody could have got the whole message and then I could have one-on-one or even two or three-on-one. One thing you can do is you can ask questions leading questions associated with your topic if you want to like what is the what is your favorite thing you heard or what did I talk about that you want to know more about is there a product that you really liked what is something you heard about that you want to try or that you want to use you can ask specific questions um and if you have a couple already members in the audience you can say something like who here is on Century Awards already and everybody in the room who is a Young Living member will raise their hand and then you can say, do you guys like it? I do this at our rallies. I say, who hears on Essential Rewards? Because I always talk about ER at rallies. Like every single Young Living member in the room raises their hand. And then I say, do you guys like it? And then good luck trying to stop that flow of enthusiasm. <laughs> yes, we love it. And then I'll ask a couple people, I'll say, hey mom, or you know, somebody who raised their hand, I'll pick a couple of people out and be like, what is something you have really enjoyed um, about Essential Rewards? And my mom said something at the last one, like, well, I, it kind of motivates me to make healthy choices because I have to think creatively, like, what am I going to do? And this is pushing me to make a decision. So, so yeah. Um, may I ask a question right now to, to interrupt you? Yeah. <laughs> Since we're <laughs> you, done with the formal part. So <laughs> yeah. When you say your story, 
this is your Young Living story, how you have completed this. This is what you threw out in your house. This is yes. all the things that it's changed for you now, correct? I just wanted to clarify yes. that because your story in the beginning is why you got involved. With so it starts with my, at my story. Is, the story at the end is, so my story, our generation story, Young Living story, and then your story. You who are listening in the audience, you who are here's listening. how you, here's how you factor in. You can yes. do the same thing I did and get that starter kit. You can do the same thing we're all doing, get on Sun for rewards. This okay. is where you weave them into the story and they see the part that they can play. They see themselves in the story themselves. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was just not clear about that. I was just Yeah. Like, no, I don't, I don't think I clarified. It's kind of confusing because it's my story and your story, but then I'm telling you how you would tell it. So. <laughs> yeah. But your story would be, this is what your story will be very similar to mine because yes. you want to get rid yes. of this. You'll want to get rid yes. of that. You'll want this. You'll want to try this. Exactly. Oil. You want to, you know, get the beauty school satin facial mint scrub. You want, you'll want to do all the things. Yeah. Correct. Is that how yeah. you would? That's exactly how I would say it. Clarify that. And this is, if somebody hasn't already told somebody this, this is just a good thing to note when teaching a class. This is where you don't hang on to somebody else's purse strings and decide what they can afford or what is good for them and their family. Because I have been shocked, shocked many times where there's the person who I know has a lot of disposable income and they walk away without a starter kit because they just can't justify it. And then there's the family that I know their husband hasn't worked in six months and they do the 300 PV promos because they're dedicated. Okay. So never decide for people because you really don't know. This happens this is to mine. Yes. A friend of mine, um, was at a family reunion and, um, she, she was talking to various people about young living. And there was one family member there who they're very like down on their luck. If that's the way to say it, um, you know, smoking and drinking and, um, not really making much of an income. And so she didn't even really approach them about the oils, but they, she kind of saw them listening here and there. Then as she walked outside to leave, they ran outside after her and they were like, I need to do this. They bought the starter kit standing in the driveway. Okay. And she felt so, my friend said she had never felt more ashamed in her life because she realized she had written that person off and decided for them, but they were the only person out of that entire crowd who pursued her and got the starter kit. So never, ever, ever, ever decide for other people what they can or cannot do is just put the information out there and they will make the choice based on where they are in their life right now. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that if no one's ever said that, you guys got to hear that. I had someone tell me today in a meeting, she said, you know, I did something very differently this week about the, this, when the money part comes up, mm -hmm. uh, she said, we just sat down. I made a list of the things that they wanted. What do you want? And they used um, the, the um, <clears throat> product guide. So they were through the, going through the product guide. She made a list of all the things that this lady was thinking that she wanted, added up, gave her the amount. She goes, great, and just handed over her credit card. I mean, it's not about $165 or $250 or $600 or wherever the price point is where people need it. If they need something for their eyes, to get rid of the crap in their house, they're sick, yeah. the people suffering in their family, their first 
when, when you're clearly sitting down with someone and going through what they could possibly need in their house, their first purchase might be five, six, seven hundred dollars especially yeah. if you get them on ER and you want to get a couple of the ER kits. Like I've seen it happen so many times, times than and you would expect. And not, I and not in my, the, never, almost never in the big wealthy homes. Almost yeah. never is that where I see it. I will tell you, it's almost always in the small, modest homes that I see that happen, which that is just tells me that it's all about what we are prioritizing. They may be saving money. You know, a lot of people live under their means, you know, and they have things for their health that they're saving up. So we don't know what anyone has. I remember Donald Trump once saying he looked at a bum on the street and he say, said, that guy is $200 million richer than I am, you know? Wow. Yeah, <laughs> great point. We don't know. Net worth is and probably greater than most <laughs> doctors. <laughs> So there you go. I mean, it is always about value. And if you're doing your job in telling these stories, people will understand the value of what it is that you have. And yeah. money is not the thing that they need. They need yeah. help. Just like Leslie, you were talking about, you know, when, <laughs> when they're from my generation, they were like the smoking section in the plane was right behind me. You know, <laughs> they were <laughs> the restaurant. I mean, what we lived through in terms of what people were eating and what people were doing in their lives Led. to where we are now oh and the, the help that we can give people. There's still people living those lives that we can help. And I really appreciate you doing this. I was very interested in hearing the story again because I appreciate this topic very much. I love it's a good it. One. I really Thank like you what you were saying about the... Um, just have them make a list of everything they want. Especially yes. now you have the basic kit. It's only $35. That's true. Yeah. I mean, they, in my book, the most, um, the best thing that someone can do is to get the $35 kit, order a aroma complete, add on the oh. Ninja and the thieves kit, and there then get go. some new makeup and they're out for like <laughs> about you know 2500 2600 bucks but they're like it it's happening for them yeah they're so if you start with the aroma complete you just spend the next couple months getting all the supplies that you need because i got that aroma complete for hitting silver and yeah. uh, you know any oil that's been the best tool i already I had the oil had. <laughs> the best tool yeah. i ever had and that also showed me that you can get another one you know, I buy yeah. a couple a year because I give them out. I give some things away as gifts. And I also like to have that, you know, in my office, yeah. I have two sitting right here, not all complete because I've pirated a bunch of them, but <laughs> I have another two in Virginia because I need the, all the oils all the time. And all I do in my orders is replace the ones that are empty. And that's a lot of them. I probably use 50 bottles a uh, month yeah. just use it we'll throw you know yes and i'm sure everybody else on this call does too but um i feel that probably oils you, us all under the table places <laughs> 50 bottles a week <laughs> when you live being the product of the product mm -hmm. you're interested in how things are working and helping your friends and doing the zyder scans for everyone and going through the health assessment 
don't forget that health assessment is like such an enormous tool. assistance such too, for, for this. So I really appreciate um, you doing this particular topic. It was awesome. So we recall it was recorded so we can share it. If you watched this on the replay and you have questions about the four stories, pop your questions in the comments. So any one of us will help reply and help answer your questions. But four stories is a great teaching tool. It's a way to make like your intuitive teaching that may be intuitive to you. There's a way you can teach it to everybody on your team to talk. So thank you for watching on the replay.